Creativity is such a powerful thing, and I'm not sure we talk about it enough in the kingdom because there's so much good that can come from using our God-given artistic talents. We can share our stories or those of others who need to be heard. We can provide hope and inspiration or just give much-needed joy. But being creative isn't just powerful for the people who are receiving it. It's also powerful for the creator. And today, I want to zero in on three amazing side effects of unleashing our creativity, ones that specifically relate to building our relationship with Jesus. Are you ready, sister? I thought so. Let's do this. Hey there, amazing lady. Welcome back to the Jesus Empowered Maiden podcast. I'm Jen Murray, owner of Relatescape, where I create, inspire, and motivate Jesus-based empowerment for my sisters in faith. If you're ready to dig deep into the true character of Jesus and our Heavenly Father, to learn who you really are as the daughter of the King, to break free from all the things holding you captive, both internal and external, and to learn how to love yourself in all your beloved uniqueness, you are definitely in the right place. It's time, sister, to claim your female identity, authority, and freedom in Christ like never before. As always, you can learn more and connect with me over at RelateEscape.com. You are loved, you are seen, and you are meant for more. Let's dive in. Well, hello there, friend. Welcome to the episode Wherever you are, I hope it's sunny and warm like it is here. We have had three really dark, gloomy sky, persistent rain days, and I'm so glad that today we had such a sunny and nice warm day because it makes such a difference for one's mood. So I hope wherever you are, you're also experiencing some wonderful, sunny, pleasant, mood-rising weather. And today... Moving on to our topic for today, let's talk about creativity. Uh, I'm going to actually talk about creativity in a way that you may not have heard before. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, then you know that as a highly creative person myself, I love to talk about creativity. And today is going to be no exception. The approach, however, is going to be a bit different because instead of focusing on creativity in the sense of how we can use it for others, I want to focus on how being creative helps to grow our relationship with Jesus and our Heavenly Father. And I know that on one hand, that initially might sound like a very crazy statement, but maybe it's not so crazy because God is a creator, right? He's the creator. In fact, that's how the Bible opens, right? In the beginning, God created God's creativity is the first attribute that he reveals about himself. So is it really surprising that being creative or practicing or, you know, creativity would have effects that bring us closer in relationship with him and ways that go beyond the simple fact that we're creating, albeit on a much smaller scale, like him? When we give ourselves permission to unleash our creativity, We unleash more than just color, shape, notes, you know, walls or whatever it is that we're building. We're aligning ourselves with a major attribute of who God is, 
which means we're aligning with some very specific and amazing things. And what are those things and how exactly do they draw us closer to God or Jesus? Well, I'm so glad you asked because I'm going to answer those questions right here, right now. So first and foremost, I want to dig into and take a look at how unleashing our creativity helps to keep us childlike. Or to put it another way, how unleashing your creativity helps to keep you childlike. Sorry, you might hear Hobbs in the background. He's laying behind me. <laughs> and he's like very deep sleep right now. So you might, you just might hear him move, but also some like deep sleep uh, breathing. He's very sated. He's, he's had a good day. He finally got a sunny walk. He's had a good dinner. So he's like chilling with mama while she's doing podcast stuff. Anyway, back to creativity. Unleashing your creativity helps to keep you childlike. Okay, so why is this important? Or to ask in another way, how does this help you grow closer to Jesus? What does being childlike have to do with our faith or our relationship with Jesus? So first and foremost, as Christians, we follow Jesus, right? We place our trust in our Savior and our Heavenly Father. And in addition to that, as we are constantly in this process of becoming more Christ-like and therefore less about ourselves, that means we're laying aside things like our pride and our desire and like certain expectations and all of that stuff. Hobbs is moving around now. In other words, it becomes less about us, right? And more about him. And within that or alongside that, depending on how you want to look at it, we must trust, right? We have faith. We learn to enter situations without a clear or complete picture of things. Most of the time or a lot of time without a, a full plan, sometimes without even an inkling of what Jesus is planning to do or how he's going to make it happen or come through for us. We faithfully put one foot in front of the other, not knowing what's going to happen. Kind of like when we create something. Think about it. Sometimes we may know exactly what we're going to create and it might come out perfectly, like just the way that we imagined it in our heads. But most of the time, more often than not, right, we simply have this creative desire and we, but we don't yet know what the finished product is going to be. We don't know how it's going to end up. We simply have this really strong desire to pick up our sketch pad and pencils and it isn't until the hand moves that we learn or figure out like what we're drawing or what we're creating. It's not until we start designing the interior of the living room that we glean what exactly it's going to look like or what kind of theme we're going for. It's not until we get out all the possible ingredients that we discover what we're baking. It's not until I sit down to outline a podcast episode and the Holy Spirit guides me that I know what exactly that podcast episode is going to say or entail. Creating is not knowing. Creating is trusting that the unknown will become known. It's almost as if every creative project is a mini lesson in how to trust Jesus, whether the thing we're creating is going to be used for the kingdom or not. And it's kind of funny, I say funny in quotation marks, to realize that when we're, you know, painting or coloring or writing, part of the fun is not knowing what it's going to be until the end. But when we think about stepping out in faith or trusting Jesus, we don't normally think of that as fun, right? 
Instead, we tend to focus on all the logistics and the worldly variables and the what ifs. And we kind of end up forgetting about the creator with a capital C, right? Who created this world, who also loves us dearly um, and can create anything he wants for us, right? The world isn't logistics to God so much as it is his canvas in a way. But we tend to forget about that perspective and the possibilities that come with that, which brings me to my second point. (laughs) Hobbes is like just determined to make all kinds of noises. Um, My second point, which is when we create, we're allowing ourselves to dream of new possibilities. When we create, we're allowing ourselves to dream of new possibilities. Jesus has so many things that he wants to do in your life, in my life, and through both of us, the world. God has big dreams for us. He has big dreams um, in regards to who he wants us to become and how we can grow in him. Uh, He has big dreams for what he wants to do and how he wants us to impact the kingdom, right? So he's got like internal dreams about who he wants us to become and how he wants to heal us and transform us. He's got like more like external dreams, like what's our calling? What what, what are we going to do to help the kingdom? And also I truly believe he just wants us to have some fun dreams because our God is not all work and no play, right? And what good dad doesn't want to spoil his kids every once in a while with something fun. But sister, in all three of those scenarios, we have to dream with him with him. And that means we need to be open to new possibilities. That's what dreaming is, right? I'm currently here and maybe this is great, but what else is out there? What else can I do? Where else can Jesus take me? What level can he take me up to? What can he open up that no one else can? And we all know God works in his own ways, right? Like he opens doors that no one else can. He makes connections we would never be capable of. He provides in ways that literally blows our minds, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But we need to train ourselves to be open to new possibilities. And you know what's a great way to help train for that? You guessed it, unleashing your creativity. Because like we just talked about a minute ago, we usually have no idea what our end creation is going to be. Again, we might have a rough idea. We could have an inkling. But usually between when we start and the end, there's a lot of unknown. It's just how the creative process works. And a lot of time, it's part of the fun. But along with that, we when we begin, there's also a lot of possibilities, right? Like, what are we going to sketch when we pick up that pencil? What type of podcast episode are we going to end up producing? What will end up being the subject of our artwork? What topic are we going to write a song about? We pick up our creative instrument of choice despite the unknown and we embrace the possibilities that are completely (laughs) unknown to us at the time. And that's how we need to be with Jesus. We don't know exactly what he's doing, right? We don't know exactly what he's creating, but we need to embrace the possibilities for something new because we trust him, because we rest in his character. You know, in the, just to kind of illustrate this a little bit in the, in the last episode, I shared some sensitive issues that Jesus is working on in my life. And it's if I don't have enough going on this year, (laughs) enough curveballs, 
Um, you know, first it's Jesus telling me I need to dream and dream big, and he's resurrecting childhood dreams. And then it's, um, you know, I get COVID. And um, right before that, I, you know, he's telling me to slow down. And there's this, you know, the other issue I talked about last episode. And then I get another curveball <laughs> this past Friday. So long story short, my apartment complex was sold a few weeks ago. Like we literally just got as tenants, they don't of course notify you until like the day the sale is done. And my um, friends with my, my neighbor and her boyfriend who live two floors down for me, cause we both have really cute dogs and like, we've just gotten to know each other. Anyway, their lease is up for renewal soon in a couple months. And so on Friday, they got that, you know, like anticipated letter, you get a couple, like two to three months ahead of time where they say like, okay, you know, here's your renewal options and here, here are the rates. Well, because like her and I try to keep each other in the loop about stuff that's going on, she texted me a photo of this letter and it turns out the new owners are raising the rent $300 a month. Meanwhile, keep in mind that like not not that that's crazy in and of itself, but like in comparison, like under the previous owners, when I renewed my lease last year, they raised it $14 and gave me a $250 visa gift card for like renewing. And now it's like our rent is going up $300. And my lease is set to renew in August. So I'm recording this episode. It is May. Mine is going to, I'm probably going to get my renewal letter soon because my lease is um, towards the end of August. It's up for renewal. And my neighbor and I have the same type of apartment. So I'm just under the assumption that like my letter is going to have the same offer, which $300 a month is a crazy, ridiculous increase. And it's one that I can't afford. And even if I could afford it, I would much rather use that money to build my savings, to pay down debt. Like that money can go to like more important things than like somebody who's, I feel like just being greedy or trying to drive up prices. But it saddens me because I really, really love where I live. Like Jesus completely blessed me with this apartment. I have thanked him so many times <laughs> for this apartment. I mean, it just, it hits all the things that I need. And like, you know, it's an end unit, which means it's really quiet, which I need. I have a balcony that looks over a peaceful courtyard. Um, like location is fabulous because on one side I have direct access to a row, which is like one of those roads where like every store that you could possibly need is like right there. Other side, I have a really big neighborhood so I can take Hobbs, my Greyhound for walks, which is important for us both. Like, so, so getting this news out of the blue on Friday of basically, it's basically like akin to the fact that like, I'm, I'm going to have to move is what it comes down to. I'm going to have to say goodbye to this place that I've loved and like have really settled into and also deal with the hassle of moving, which is never fun and trying to find a new place to live. So all that to say, like I could, my reaction could be to like, just get mad at Jesus, right? I could rail at him for like, quote unquote, taking this away from me. I could let myself get caught up and worry about like all the details, like finding where to live. Like, you know, is my, um, am I going to have the funds for movers? And like, you always need like a non-refundable dog deposit and like all of the things, right? Or instead of doing all of that, I can look at, to bring this home, I can look at this as a new and exciting possibility because I know God loves me. 
And he's, as I said, he's made it very clear in recent months that he wants me to start dreaming big in general. So like, you know, I don't know his plans, but <laughs> he does tend to do things that like align with his goals, even if we feel like they aren't logical, right? So I have to believe that this move is is something that's going to align with like where he's taking me and like dreaming bigger and like all the things that come with it, right? So I, I need to stay focused on and I need to remain open to the new possibilities that he has for me. That's the big idea. And that goes beyond just a new set of four walls, right? It's For him, it's never just about the logistics, which is where we get focused on. For him, it's like, I maybe he needs me in a better community. Maybe he needs me in a different section of town, like not just to, um, to serve others, but like maybe there's things that I need in order to grow into this person that dreams bigger or what have you, right? So we need to stay open to possibilities. Thirdly, when we create, it helps to build both trust and vulnerability. When we create, it helps to build trust and vulnerability. So when we create something, whether it's a song, a book, the ultimate birthday cake, right? Whatever your groove is, we're trusting that there will be an end result, right? That something is going to emerge during this process, which we're starting with, with not really knowing where it's going to end up, right? And often this also requires that we push aside the fear of failure, of things not turning out in a way that we would like them to, or maybe to a specific standard that we would like, or a specific way that we would like. And instead, we trust the process. Or if we're partnering with Jesus on a creative project, we trust him to guide us, to get us to that end result and the final creation like I do every time that I do a podcast. And at the same time, when we create, we're also being vulnerable, right? We're trusting, but we're also being vulnerable. Vulnerability is at the heart of creativity and several very important ways. For one thing, we're putting ourselves out there where people can like get feedback and critique us and review us, whether that's like formally or informally, right? Because everybody just has an opinion and a lot of folks are not shy about sharing that. And we typically put a lot of who we are into what we create, right? It has our personality. It can have our stories, our struggles, our fears, our triumphs our testimonies, our beliefs, and simply stepping out into the unknown and trusting the creative process is of itself its own vulnerability. Well, where else are trust and vulnerability important? Or should I say, in what relationship? I've already kind of touched on trusting God, you know, a minute ago, right? Because we have to trust him when it comes to dreaming with him and being open to possibilities. And it's a common subject, right? Like Bible verses, sermons, podcasts, trusting God is a key part of the relationship and it's, a, you know, a common topic. But what else is also important, and I think sometimes not as common a topic, is being vulnerable, So the Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines vulnerable as capable of being physically or emotionally wounded. When we open ourselves up and we let ourselves be vulnerable, it's scary because we fear or expect to be hurt, right? 
not necessarily physically, but at least like emotionally. We're scared of people's reactions. We're scared of what people are going to say. We're scared of what they're going to think about us. But Jesus, as we know, doesn't want to hurt us, right? We don't have anything to fear from him. But he may, from time to time, require or want us or encourage us to open parts of ourselves up to him so that he can get in there and do some work and either set us free from something or heal a past wound or just wants to like do some what I call like tinkering and just kind of like transform some stuff (laughs) or he'll realign some mindsets. Like he just wants to get in there and like do some tinkering around, right? Or... Or he wants to take us to new possibilities. Like a painting, Jesus may ask us to open up and express ourselves to him. So he can get in there and take something that's maybe not so healthy, or maybe it's just not working out great, or maybe it just needs removed from the painting or, or, you know, in other words, our lives. And, um, or maybe it's something he can take and turn into part of the masterpiece, but he needs to get his hands on it to do that. Again, God is the creator and he's constantly creating this masterpiece of our lives. Even if sometimes we don't feel like it is, (laughs) sometimes we think he's just like randomly doing things, which is kind of what I feel like my year is so far. Um, I'm like, how did we go from like dream big and like, I want you to do a book and like, I want you to pare down your schedule. So your workload makes sense to do this. And then it's like, oh, and then you're going to have to move. And I'm like, okay, you do realize that like, unless you already have a place picked out for me and you're making it pretty evident and everything falls into place, figuring out where to move and all of that takes time. I feel like that doesn't really align in one sense with like, let's let's pair stuff back and start, start creating more. But like I said, it probably does. Um, we just have to look at it from new possibilities, right? He's, he's constantly working on this masterpiece of our lives, but we need to trust him and open up to him when it's that time, right? When he's calling us to, and we need to unleash our own creativity and learn to trust the process and be vulnerable because that's a way to practice that on a much smaller scale, right? Because not as much as we, you know, we put stuff out there, we might worry about what reactions we get. And somebody's always not going to like what we do. But that's part of the practice of being vulnerable. Because the other side of that is, like, there's going to be somebody or someone who's going to be drawn to your creative work, who's going to either find healing or be moved by it, Um, or be drawn to God because of it, or Jesus, or no longer finds that they feel alone because they they realize that somebody else has lived like a story similar to theirs. They can feel inspired or happy or like hope when they really needed it, right? And that shows us in turn like what positive things that can come from being vulnerable through our creativity, right? Whether it's like super blatant right? Like a book about our lives, or we're doing something that's just like expressing something maybe in a more subtle way, but like somebody else who has lived that or um, will we'll, we'll pick up on that because God has like tuned them into it, like it will still have an effect, right? And so we can have like these little lessons, almost for lack of a better word, through doing our creative thing. 
And that in turn can help us with our relationship with Jesus. So when we have those moments or those times, uh, including the ones that his from nowhere, like, hey, you're moving. Um, you know, when he calls us to trust and step faithfully into his process and to be vulnerable with him so we can create something wonderful, not just for us individually, but for others, like we've kind of had some mini lessons to help with, help us with that. Right. Especially if like more newer Christians or like we're still getting to know Jesus and God and like we just need something to help kind of like like motivate that process or transition, right? Or help start building that relationship. This is a good way to do that. So sister, all of that to say, I've given you a lot. I know creativity is where it's at. (laughs) Okay. It is so, so powerful. And I hope this episode has done two things. First, I hope it has shown you how your creativity, again, whatever that looks like, you can bake, you can build homes, you can sing, you can dance. Like everybody's got some kind of creative, like you can build with Legos. There's a guy that actually um, makes a living off of that. He's not Christian, but like, I kind of envy him, like who would not want to make a living playing with Legos, right? Whatever your creative thing is, okay? It is closely related to your your relationship with Jesus. I hope that this episode has helped to illustrate that. And secondly, I hope it has inspired you to create more and to create more freely, right? Create more, right? Like up your, unleash your artist a little more and to create more freely, be more vulnerable, trust the process, be willing to ride it wherever it goes. We are meant to create, sister, whatever that looks like, right? For others, yes, but also for ourselves. So I pray as we end this episode that your creativity overflows, that it knows no bounds, and that it helps you grow even closer to Jesus. Cheers. Hey friend, before you go, if you found value in today's episode or it blessed you in some way, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. I love hearing from all of my amazing, powerful ladies, and I'm truly blessed when I get a glimpse of the incredible things God is doing in your lives. It also helps other women just like yourself find the show, allowing God to work in their lives too. Thank you so, so much. And by the way, if you want to drop me a line, you can reach me over at RelateEscape.com. Cheers.